Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with sousaphone player Zan Perkins and trumpeter Justin Crossman of the Kansas City-based jazz collective Back Alley Brass Band. They opened up about their new 2022 CD that just hit the web and the streets. This New Orleans-style brass band is becoming one of the most sought-after groups in the KC area. These high-energy players have a powerful sound that are making their way around, and they will be coming to a venue near you and the upcoming Boulevardia Festival. There's a lot of stories, a lot of ground to cover. Enjoy this interview. Gentlemen, thank you for taking a minute out for the show today. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So when I caught wind of the brand new album, I immediately reached out, wanted to know what was, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to know the history of the band and what you guys are up to. So I think the first thing before we actually get into the brand new album is that it's coming out during the tail end of this pandemic. There's more chances to perform live and promote this album. How collectively does this feel to have this album out right now? Well, um, I don't know about Zan, but I mean, when me and a couple guys started this group a couple years back, we, we never really thought we would ever get to this. Uh, you know, we just kind of wanted to gig around a little bit, you know, see what happened, and then it just kind of exploded. The moment we put out the album, we knew we had something that, you know, something really uh, special and really exciting for the people of Kansas City. I'm I'm completely stoked about, you know, the product we put out. Just to echo that, I mean, yeah, I think this album is, is kind of just a celebration of kind of what we've been able to do here in Kansas City and also what our voice is going to be moving forward. It, it's It's been really exciting. For for somebody who hasn't been in the group, you know, since its beginning, um, you know, it's it's really great to put this album out and, you know, feel good about it. So there's nine members total in the band, correct? Yeah, and then we have a then we have a sound guy. Sorry, I was counting up in my head. So we have oh uh, yeah, eight eight horns and then uh, one one drummer in the back and then one sound guy who does our sound uh, for most of our gigs unless sound is provided. That's a big outfit of people. Lots of things that <laughs> hold this together. So my question, I guess, before I get to the actual band and how all of this began, was, you know, how did this album come about i know you know bands get together they gig they do their thing and sometimes albums don't happen for a while how did all of this kind of come together i think we remember talking about needing to have an album out at least a year ago we've been talking about ways that we can start really putting ourselves out there uh have something solid to hand to you know anybody who wants to take a gig with us we knew that we needed to have an album at some point we just didn't know what we wanted to put on it and honestly, it was kind of because of Zan here that we we finally decided that we were going to get it done. Uh, Zan coming in really amped up our uh, ability and our uh, you know the, our energy level and the way we sound. And we were like, we need to catch this guy on on record. We need to make sure we have a record with him. So let's talk about kind of now that it's out and folks have the chance to listen. So what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? Like I said before, you know, this album is kind of just a celebration of, of what we've been through and, and, and what we project to do. So for me, as a, a, a rhythm player, right, I mean, I'm a sousaphone player, and, um, you know, I, I want people to, to groove with the music. I want people to, you know, dance to themselves. I want it to be... I want it to be an album that they feel comfortable, you know, listening to at work, and, you know, it puts them in a, in a, in a better mood. You know, it kind of heightens heightens their spirits and, and uh, you know, kind of lets them have a good day. I, I think 
the music that we put out and and kind of you know our vision moving forward is we are like a, a party band i mean we are we are a band that brings the party with us and you know we we excite people and you know i, I me coming into the group I, i'm a high energy guy and so uh you know i, I uh <laughs> with my with my history with you know marching band and all that kind of stuff you know it's all about entertainment and all about you know providing providing an experience for for our listener, whether it be digitally, you know, over over that media or um, or medium, or over, or, you know, at a live concert, you know, people are there for an experience. So that's that's what I hope that they uh, that they get from our album. You are a New Orleans flavored band in Kansas City, and my question is, you know, being a part of such a legacy in Kansas City with the sound. I mean, both of the cities are are uh, cultural hubs for jazz. How does it feel to have both of those worlds kind of come together here in this particular scenario? So when me and my buddies from college uh, got the band started, we were very interested in, in making sure that we kept to the traditions of New Orleans and, and include our influences in other brass bands that we were excited to listen to, um, as well as the influence of Kansas City Jazz, knowing that Kansas City used to be the hub, one of the cultural hubs of jazz, and how to marry the two worlds together. Uh, as I kind of kind of want us, our group to be known as like a, a, a little bit of New Orleans and Kansas City, like a little flavor, but still like Kansas City roots. And I feel like we're, we're doing a pretty good job on accomplishing that, um, especially considering how much we definitely listen to the, the traditions and styles and culture of, of New Orleans, um, trying to make sure that we're paying respect to that and also showing off Kansas City pride as well because uh, of all of the rich culture and history and jazz that we have here. Tell me, how, how, how did all of this come together? How long have you guys been together and how did all of this gel and the chemistry get to where you all are at right now? So the band started with a breakfast at uh, Cracker Barrel in Olathe, Kansas. <laughs> a couple of my buddies that I went to Pittsburgh State University with said, hey, we need to have breakfast and talk about this idea because we, we kind of molded around since we graduated. And I'd been playing in a couple big bands in the area, uh, you know, learning and meeting new people, kind of gaining a, a network of great musicians. After that breakfast, we knew we had to make it happen, so I started talking to as many of my contacts that I thought would be a good fit. And the band has definitely evolved um, since since its inception. We uh, Zan is our third, technically our third uh, tuba player. We've had some other uh, evolution as as far as personnel is concerned. Uh, we traded out a, a baseball player for another baseball player in the area. You know that kind of thing, just because. Sometimes uh, people decide to leave, but, you know, we've been together since, I believe, 2018 is when we started uh, rehearsing and gigging, so just right before, I guess, the pandemic hit us. I joined at the, you know, in 2020, um, you know, as as a, a friend of Justin's, you know, we had we had become coworkers, you know, at, at the time, and, yeah, and then he, he reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to play in my group? And I said... Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I, I was just right. excited to, to you know, play sousaphone again and and really like dive into, you know, the New Orleans brass band tradition. You know, obviously there's been some players that have come in and out of the band, but it sounds like the 
nucleus has been re remained relatively consistent. So my question is, you know, with a big outfit like this, what's the key to keeping everything together? What is the key to making sure there's a cohesive, you're making music, you're getting together, things are kind of like a well-oiled machine? I think that it, it ultimately stems from the amount of fun and enjoyment we have playing together and, and how fun the music is. You know, I think there there are business things on uh, in a part of a group like this, and you know, there's there's personnel things. You know, people clash, people have differing opinions. You know, all that stuff. But I think the core, you know, centering of groups is just the enjoyment of playing music and uh, being with each other, having fellowship. You know, that 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 kind of thing, and really being a party wherever we go. You know, I, to me, that's that's what that's what New Orleans music is all about is about you know um is about pulling pulling cultures together and and you know sharing <laughs> sharing and and enjoying music together thinking back just a little bit um yeah it's it's all about the fun and it's all the fact that we have a similar vision for the group we all have input and in everything in, in directions and new ideas but at the end of the day we're all like we're all people playing on a piece of pipe, you know, on, on some form of bended metal tubing, and we realize that we can make people dance with it, and that's, like Zane said, that at the end of the day, we're, we're here to make people to, sh uh, to shake their butt. So, you know, that's, that's what brings the enjoyment, at least for me. What's the greatest part about being involved with the Kansas City Jazz scene, which is a pretty good, thriving scene? It's recognizing that there are giants in Kansas City. You know, at any given time, like, for example, the, the album release party, we had Trevor Turla, who's such an amazing performer, uh, open for us. And he, he got to sit in with the group and jam on a couple songs. And we grabbed uh, Kadesh Flow also on a couple tunes. Uh, Adam Bender's dad, Carl, was there, who's also a Kansas City jazz player in the area. And so it's knowing that at any given time, you can, be, you can uh, gravitate to or pull in any great musician and... and play with them and it's you know we're all we're all there to make music and have fun in the moment and then they tell their friends hey this group is really cool and then we tell our friends and our fans hey you should go see trevor's uh, group or whatever um and you know wherever that leads you know it's creating this network of fans that are interested in going to so many different uh people's uh gigs and and, and and concerts and things of that nature. At least that's what it is for me. I think it's really cool that we get to be a part of that. Speaking of Kansas City as a city, what do you what do you like the best about Kansas City? Mm, that's a I tough mean, question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you were to ask uh, if you were to ask Tom <laughs> as a joke, it's it's the barbecue, and I kind of in, in a lot of aspects I kind of agree. Just because in the same instance that the music brings people together, the 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 Kansas City barbecue, uh, barbecue tradition does the same thing. It's there to bring people together. I like the community, I think, is what it boils down to. Is Kansas City, Missouri, and the Kansas City metro area has such a great uh, sense of community and, and community pride. And they're there to, you know, pump up anybody that is doing something cool. And anybody can truly make something happen because there's such a network already readily available to be tapped into and I think that's one of the one of the greatest things about KC. Yeah, I think I think my initial my initial response was going to be food. <laughs> Just <that> food <laughs> here. But uh but yeah, I I really do. I, I think it's 
I think it's the food and I think it's just the pride in Kansas City and, and you know, people people here love where they live. They love their community. And, you know, it's really special and yeah, we get to be a Kansas City group. Um and, and you know, there's a lot of pride with that. It's really a blessing to be a part of such a such a great community of musicians and 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 brothers, you know, in the group. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty great. So what do you what would you cite as influences for your sound and how you approach the stage and your music? <laughs> well, before Justin says it, I'll I'll let you in. <laughs> I think uh I think Young Blood Brass Band is probably uh, you know, one of the central uh kind of figures in in our, you know, search for sound, you know, Soul Rebels and Rebirth down in New Orleans and um you know, like uh, for me as a sousaphone player, I have always, always, always just <laughs> I love Nat McIntosh, the uh, the sousaphone player and band leader of Young Blood. He's just been kind of a uh, you know the goat to me. <laughs> you know, he's not only a great player, but you know he's he's a really great writer and and just all around musician and and you know the way he leads that band, you know, uh, and the type of the type the way that he plays is is just um it's really infectious you know to listen to so that you know in my mind i always like how how would nat sound like what would nat do in this situation what you know what would uh yeah <laughs> and maybe that makes me you know kind of one uh you know one-sided but um you know you know and, and all the other bands as well you know it, it's that's that's where all the culture that, that's where i learn culture from you know as as a midwest kid i i have not lived in that culture in New Orleans and I haven't, you know, been around that as much, but, but the music brings me to that place, you know, like I don't have to live there to really, um, you know, understand, well, maybe, maybe I won't really ever understand until I'm there, but, you know, I, I can relate. I can, I can feel the culture. I can, I can hear it. You know, there's a song that Youngblood does, uh, that, uh, that we really love is Crescent City. And it's just a song talking about how, New Orleans is the place to be. Our heart belongs in New Orleans, that, that kind of stuff. And I feel like uh, that that echoes entirely, like, what, I mean, absolutely young blood, and they're out of Madison, Wisconsin, I think, and Soul Rebels out of New Orleans and Rebirth. There's so many great brass bands out of that area, and then they've it's birthed, you know, there's so many different ones. There's Lucky Chops in, in New York. And, uh, oh, of OBS. course, Trauma Shorty. We, like, <laughs> and Trauma Shorty. I, I didn't say Trauma Shorty, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, it is, it's just about how this music just immediately teleports you to a place you may not have ever been. If it's performed well with the, with the, uh, the honor and reverence, uh, it deserves, like, absolutely. Like, I, I can't wait until our group goes to New Orleans just to, Explore more about the culture. Be there. Meet these. Meet these cats. Like for real. That's that's exactly what we're looking for as far as inspiration is concerned. So as the world wakes up and live gigs start happening more, what are you hoping we all realize about the power of live music as we get back to it? I think live music is is the experience. You know, um, and and I'm not here to diminish, you know, listening to music, you know, on your own uh you know through through a digital medium or anything uh you know cuz we all do it right i mean um but and and there's enjoyment in that there's you know there's certain moments that 
you know, you will always remember, you know, oh, it was the first time I listened to this song in my car, you know, whatever. But but I I really do think live music is all about the experience. It's it's a group, it's a shared experience, you know. There's there's a bonding that happens when you go to a show and your friends are there with you or or people that you've never met that end up becoming friends by the end of the show. It's like live music is such a special special thing, you know, it, you know, music never happens the same twice, you know, so especially in, in, you know, New Orleans brass band traditions, you know, it, it's, it's a unique experience every time. So I'm, I'm really excited that, you know, things are, things are starting to wake up and, you know, people are, people are yearning to, to go experience those experiences again. And that's what I'm really excited about. We said everything I was going to say about that. <laughs> cool. Right on. You know, so when everybody catches you live, they see you in a certain light. You know, you're on stage, you're doing your thing, but you're all unique individuals doing your thing. What would you want to say to the crowd that might wonder, who, who really is this band? Who are these guys? What is it that they may not realize about who you all are as an outfit? We're, we're just a bunch of numbskulls who... Uh... Just party. <laughs> nice. We just like playing uh, brass music, you know. We, we have a party. <laughs> I mean, one of our taglines at, at on almost every gig we say is we'll play your birthday party, your bar mitzvah, your bat mitzvah, your you know wedding funeral, what what have you. We're, we're there to give you a great time, regardless of what you know what it is you want to book us for. We're 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 here for a good time, I guess is the the bottom line. We're, <laughs> So let's get down to the good business here. Tell everybody where they can pick up the album and anything related to live shows, merchandise, whatever you have that that will help fuel your uh, future, your monetary financial future to keep you going. Um, so, yeah, go to our Facebook page, Back Alley Brass Band, um, and uh, our, our trombone slash uh, business manager guy, Matt Fillingham, great dude. He keeps... He keeps all of us uh, on top of it all, and and uh, yeah, he's he's the guy. But uh, yeah, he runs that Facebook page, and he's got uh, he's got all the listings for you know where you can buy our album, and um, you can listen to it on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Music. Um, I, I'm forgetting one more, I think. Yeah, yeah, the Bandcamp. Yeah, so all that cool. stuff is found on our Facebook page. Cool. Right on. Gentlemen, thank you for opening up. Good luck with everything. I look forward to seeing you guys live as the uh, world wakes up. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in New Orleans, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to both Zan and Justin for their time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.